All right, if you have a Bible, please turn to Philemon. On our second and final part of this book. Thank you guys for being here tonight. I know it's a little wet outside, apparently. And you guys decided to come, or you begged your parents to come and drop you off, and that is awesome. I want to thank you guys for being here last week also when Brett Highstead shared his story. If that blessed you in any way, we just put your hand up. I'm just curious what, what, what's going down here tonight. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people. All over the world, even. People watch that live all over the world. The world. Totally blessed by Brett's story. Also want to be praying for my friend Evan Holbrook and his wife, Kristen. I don't even know if he's here right now. Is he here? Okay, I can't see, but I saw something go on back there. I'm guessing that's a yes. They're about to have a baby. Okay. And um, it, could be, it could be like he would run out of here, all right? And if he runs, I'm running with him. Okay, so if I just take off the stage, just Brett will come up, we'll worship, and it'll be a fun, it'll be a good memory, all right? It'll, it'll, it'll be a good deal. I want to pray for them right now because um, it's going to be today, tomorrow, next few days that um, there's going to be a little Holbrook. And that's exciting. Let's pray. Father, we come to you. I thank you for Evan and Kristen. I lift them up to you right now as who knows what's going through their mind. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to be a dad. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to be a mom. Wow. Father, I pray right now that they will just um, have peace and they'll let you just take over. And this will be a moment for them to grow closer to you as they grow closer together as a family. Father, we love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Philemon 1, because there's only one chapter in the whole book. So Philemon 1, verse 5 is where we're going to start. Before we go there, I need you to stop talking because I really, it's what I get to do. So let me do that. Thank you so much. But before we do that, I want to kind of catch you up where we've been with Philemon. Uh, Philemon is a book, is, he's actually a, a dude, he's, he's a pastor, and Paul is writing to him, Paul is in jail right now, and he's writing to him, telling him about Onesimus. Now Onesimus was a slave that stole from Philemon, and he took off, and somehow he ran into Paul. Like that's like the worst of the worst thing you could do. Like you stole, you ran away, now when a, when a slave runs away back then, they were scared to come back because if they came back, they would be killed or other bad things would happen to them. And so Onesimus is freaking out about going back. Onesimus was led to Christ by Paul. Philemon was led to Christ by Paul. And so as Paul is writing this, he is like writing to Philemon like, look, dude, I led you to Christ. You need to forgive Onesimus. You need to let him back and we need to make all this work out. And so let's see what Paul, as he's in prison, is writing to Philemon. He says in verse 5, Because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your love and your faith in the Lord Jesus, I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Verse 7, Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, 
brother, brother Michael, don't do that to me. Don't call me brother Michael, okay? Don't even call, you can call me Pastor Michael, but I don't really like it, okay? I really just call me Michael. That's really it. That's really it. You know, I grew up, everybody called me Head. That's my last name. If you didn't know that, make fun of it. Fine, whatever. I dealt with it my whole entire life. I'm a man. Brother, have you refreshed, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people? Here's what he's saying. He's like, man, it is so awesome what you're doing. I am so encouraged by you. Like Paul led him to Christ and now he is doing ministry. He's having people come into his home and he's doing ministry. I understand that feeling. When I have students that have graduated from the ministry here or wherever, my, my ministry in Florida, I've got a young lady, her name is Christy. She is actually a children's pastor in Florida now. Had no idea she was going to do that. And she Facebook messaged me two weeks ago and said, hey, I just want to thank you for your influence on my life. And I was like, sure, you're welcome. You know, I don't even know what I did. And now, she, I mean, it just blessed me. Like, it is like incredible to hear of you guys. Some of you guys want to go into full-time ministry. It's like crazy. I would tell you don't do it, okay, because it's not that cool. I know that we like, hey, we sing and talk. It's really, really, really hard. But some of you are like, man, I want to do it. Or some other, man, I, I met with a dude, he's here tonight, I'm not going to name any names. But man, he's, he's from our ministry and he is starting a ministry, he's graduated, he's starting a sailing ministry, like, like sailboat ministry. He's doing this. It's incredible. I had, I had a student call me just last night, said, hey, I want to come intern with you. I'm like, you can't. Why? You're too late. Next year. Why? He wants to go into full-time youth ministry. Guys, that is like incredible. And I know there's a lot of you out here that, man, you want to do the same thing. That's awesome. And that's what Paul's saying right here. Like, you are doing incredible. It blesses me like crazy. Verse 8, therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do. He's like, even though I could tell you what to do, because I'm Paul, okay. Like, I kind of feel like that's what he's saying. No joke. Like, I, I really do. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you and tell you what to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the, hands of, on the basis of love. It is none other than Paul, an old man and now a prisoner of Christ, that I appeal to you for my son Onesimus. Remember, this is the slave. He ran away. He's scared to death. Who became my son while I was in chains, while I was in prison. Formerly he was useless to you. But now he has become useful to both you and me. I'm sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place and help him out while I'm in chains for the gospel. Here's what he's saying. This guy is awesome. And I want him to go out and tell people about Jesus while I'm in chains. I need him. I need Onesimus to go out and tell other people about Jesus. But what Paul's saying is, it's not about me. So I'm going to go ahead and send him to you. So that he can do that for you. Verse 14. But I did not want to do anything without your consent. So that any favor you do would not seem forced but would be voluntary. He's saying, look, I don't want to make you forgive him and accept him in. I just want you to do it because that's what God's doing in your life. If we have to make you, if I have to like meet with you and be like, you need to forgive that person. Man, it never really works out because you're being told to do that instead of the Lord working in your life and you're convicted and you forgive because that's what we should do. So he's like, I don't want to make you do it. I want you to do it because that's what God 
That's the right thing to do. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever. He's like, man, I don't know what the deal is and why he has ran away. But I know that God has something massive here. And that's the same in our lives. We may not know what God is doing. You may be somewhere right now and you are just in the junk or you're just like confused, you're lost, you don't know what's happening. And here's what I can tell you is that, man, who knows what God's doing? Who knows? And it may not get easier. It may get a lot harder. But God is doing something awesome in your life. That's what he's saying right here. I'm not really sure why he ran away. I don't really get it. But, man, God's going to do something huge. Verse 19, he again says who he is. No, verse 16, no longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a brother. He's saying as somebody in ministry. He's not a slave anymore. He's not a slave anymore. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you. Both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord, as, a, as, a, as somebody who's going to do ministry. So if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he's done, check this out in verse 18. If he's done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. If he owes you anything because he did steal, if he owes you anything, Paul's like, just, I'll, I'll pay for it. Don't worry about it. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. So someone else is not writing it for him. I will pay it back. He's saying, look, this is mine. I'm writing this down. He owes you something. And I'm just putting my name right here. I, Paul, will pay you back. Signed, Paul. With my own hand. Not to mention that you owe me your very self. He's like, and I change your life for eternity. Booyah. You owe me. That's kind of... His, I don't understand, like, his, he might have had a bad day or a good day. I don't understand. Kind of like bipolar Paul right now, okay? He's like, man, I want you to do everything good. Look, you owe me, you punk, so you better do this. It's kind of like what he's doing. Like, if you don't do it, it's going to be a really bad day for you. You better do it or else. But it's, it's totally up to you. Do the right thing or you'll burn. You know, I don't, but like, Paul, like, what, what, what are you saying right here? Not to mention that you owe me your very self. Verse 20, I do wish, brother. That I may have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident, verse 21. <laughs> Do the right thing, Philemon. I'm confident of your obedience. He's saying, Do the right thing. Forgive. I mean, if Philemon got this, he got the letter, by the way, because we're reading the letter. And the letter's a big deal. Confident of your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do <laughs> even more than I ask. And one more thing. You know, I, I, don't know, I don't know if he was like done right there writing, you know, or he like fell asleep. Or had to go to the bathroom. I don't know. But it's like P.S. Verse 22. Prepare a guest room for me. <laughs> Why? Because I hope to re be restored to you. I, I, he's like, get a room ready for me because I want to really come and see you. And he says, I don't know how that verse 23, the E word, y'all with that up there? Verse 23, F for, uh huh, okay. <laughs> My fellow prisoner of Christ Jesus sends you greetings. 
Look at this. Okay, that is a fun sentence. And maybe I'm way off theological, don't judge me. But this is how I read it, okay? <laughs> My fellow prisoner in Christ says hi. He's sitting here next to me. Like, hey, FRS says hi. Philemon was like, who's that? I don't know, but cool. Hi. Tell him I said hi. They're not texting. These letters took a long time to get there. It wasn't like a text. Hey, he's like, hey, FaceTime. He's like, hey, how you doing? I'm in prison too. Whoa. Okay, that's not, that's not what's happening. Like, and then look, and then look. He says hi, period. And so to Mark, Aristocrus, Demas, Luke, my fellow workers. Like all these people just hanging out in prison. Hey, tell Philemon. I said, what's up? While you're writing it, I guarantee you he got done writing verse, verse uh, 21. And, he, and all his boys are like, hey, tell him we said hi. Okay, cool. And one more thing. Get my room ready and all my boys say hi. Now that may not be at all what it is. Until I find out and one of you prove me wrong on the internet or wherever, that's what I think. Okay? And if that's wrong, I'll tell you next week. Verse 25. And then he gets real spiritual. He's like, look, Philemon Onesimus, I found him. I led him to Christ because I'm Paul. I know that he's done you wrong. I'll pay you back. You should let him into your house or else don't kill him. Do the right thing. It's your choice. Let him in. By the way, all these people say hi. Grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you, your spirit. He ends the entire thing, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you, your spirit. Now, if you're Philemon, and you're, this dude has stole from you, if you steal from me, it's a bad day, all right, if I find you, okay? Just like normal, you, people, someone steals from you, it's horrible. When I was in high school, someone broke into my car and stole my Jordans, okay? And those are like, now you're like wearing those, are like vintage, okay? Those were like the legit first ones, and you're like wearing them and they're vintage, like those were, someone stole them. Walk out to my car, blue four-door Toyota Corolla, 1994, was the year. Not the year I walked out, that was the year of the car, okay. You're like, I wasn't even born yet. I got so mad. They took my, my Walkman, you don't even know what that is. It's like a CD thing, okay, and you put a CD in it, all right, and you put a cord, like, like we didn't have Bluetooth, okay, we just had like white teeth, and... You, you plug your deal in, and you walk around with a CD. But you have to walk like this with it, because if you shook it, it would skip, okay? Be like, I can't think, I can always blank out on songs up here, whatever. And it, you're, you're like, yeah, you're, you're, you can't run with a Walkman CD thing, because it'll like, y'all don't even know, y'all don't even know, you don't even know. That's how old I am. But someone stole it! They stole my Walkman. I probably had like, NWA went in there, something like that. Like I'm not, I was, I was a little, I was a little thug nasty growing up. All right, you better watch out, okay? <laughs> all right, more money, more problems. They stole my shoes. They stole my Walkman. They, <laughs> they stole a box. No kidding, of just stuff, not drugs. Okay, I didn't do drugs, but it was letters. My girl. That was horrible. I was so mad. I walk in, I'm like, Dad, you never believed it. Someone broke into my car, and I'm like wanting to fingerprint, you know, I'm wanting to like forensic file them. My dad's like, it'll be all right. Are, are you kidding me? Stole my Jordans? 
stole my Walkman, stole my girl's letters. And all you can say is, it'll be okay, we'll get it fixed. Philemon was probably the same way, really upset. And then Paul's like, forgive him. Forgive him. It's not a big deal. Who in your life right now do you need to forgive? Who in your life do you need to say, you know what, it's all good. I forgive you. Because what it says in Matthew 6 is very interesting. Matthew 6, verse 14. Jesus. You might want to listen to this, y'all. If you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. So when you forgive others, he forgives you. Period. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Well, what does that mean? What in the world does that mean, Michael? It means if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins, period. It's not like, oh, well, he's just talking about, uh, no, 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 no. If you cannot forgive others, he will not forgive you. When you don't forgive other people and you walk around with this bitterness and you walk around with this unforgiveness because of what they did to you, oh, you don't even know what they did to me. You are placing yourself in prison. You are placing yourself in a prison and you are in this little jail area and you cannot get out of it. You may still, do, you may still write awesome letters. You may do a lot of cool stuff, but when you can't forgive somebody, just go ahead and put yourself in jail as a Christian. Well, I, I can't forgive them until I forgive myself. You're an idiot. I cannot forgive them until I forgive myself. Really? Well, I would love to know how you forgive yourself, Jesus. You cannot achieve forgiveness. Forgiveness is received. Well, I, I've got to forgive myself before I forgive them. No, you're selfish. And Jesus died on the cross for you to receive forgiveness. It's not something that you can just achieve. Or maybe you're like, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to forgive this person because what they did to me. You know what they did to me? Oh, man, they, oh, goodness gracious. You know what they did to me? Oh, they just, I'm going to be mad at them. I'm going to do this. I, if I'm not, if you don't even know, Michael, what they did. Well, why don't you just pour gasoline on yourself and catch yourself on fire and blow yourself up? 
Because that's what you're doing because you're trying to hurt them by putting gasoline on yourself, light yourself on fire, and blow yourself up to try to hurt them. You are placing yourself in a prison and you are only hurting yourself by you saying, I'm not going to forgive them because of what they did to me. I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not going to do anything. Well, how do you forgive? Peter asked Jesus that question. Peter asked Jesus, well, how, how much should I forgive them? <laughs> Seventy times seven. For those that are talking right now, I really want you to stop talking. Or you can just leave. It will not hurt my feelings. Because you're disrupting a lot of people, including myself. I forgive you for talking. Jesus tells Peter, forgive them completely. The number seven, completeness. He says to forgive them completely and continually forever not just okay I'm gonna forgive him until that's not forgiveness forgiveness is seriously going up to whatever person whatever they did whoever it may be and say hey, I just want you to know I forgive you and just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean you have to go and be best friends with them and high five and hug them and it's not what that means forgiving someone doesn't mean you have to associate with them all the time But forgiving someone is the key to get you out of the prison. I'm telling you right now that when you can forgive, even when it wasn't even, even when it was your fault or even when it's not your fault, when you just have a spirit of forgiveness, y'all, there is so much freedom in that. There's so much freedom in forgiveness. Some of you have done that. But maybe some of you are like, man, Michael, you have seriously no idea what they did. Well, Jesus Christ was on the cross. He was beaten pretty good on the cross. And you know what he said on the cross? He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. He is on the cross being beaten like crazy and he forgave them and we can't forgive people for I don't know what father forgive them they don't know what they are doing you want to look like Christ Christians forgive people Forgive people. Set them free by you being free from the prison. You have the key to get yourself out. And you may be like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. I, I, I have no idea how to do that. That freaks me out. That scares me. I don't really, I'm not really into that whole thing. This, a week ago, it was a beautiful Saturday, last Saturday. It was awesome outside. 
and myself and my son and my daughter, we, we were outside for two hours. Two hours in the blazing sun and our pale white selves all got sunburned. Hilarious. My son had a shirt off. I think it was his first sunburn ever. He don't wear clothes. Weird deal. Whole nother illustration. But we're out there and, and, and my daughter has this little bike, all right? Little training wheels, pink bike. I think it's Door Explorer, the bike, whatever. A little bell on it. La, 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 la. And our driveway is not a long driveway, okay? It's just a normal driveway, but it's kind of slanted. I think most driveways are. Don't know why, but they are. I'm sure there's a reason. No idea why. Slanted. And I'm like, go down the hill. Like, go down. You, you go down and like hit, hit our sidewalk and just go. Like, go for it. My son's like, whoa. You just go, go. I did it, Dad. You know. <laughs> Not just, just going. Little three-wheeler deal he's got. It's awesome. Not scared of anything. A man. And my daughter Emerson, the sweetest. She is so sweet, so caring, so awesome. And she's like, I, I, I'm just gonna keep my foot right here on this little brake because you know you push backwards on a bike. Little pedal deal. It doesn't go anywhere. I'm gonna just let go. Just, just go. Go, 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 go. And Ayler's like, whoa, come on, you know, pulling it back up, doing it. I said, all right, Emerson, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to go down the end of the driveway. And when I go down there, I just want you to look at me. And if anything happens, I'm going I'm to catch you, but I'm going to be right here. I'm going to be right here for you. So what did she do? She stared at her father. She went down the hill. And she did it. And then she started to do it again and again and again and again and loved it. And right now you may be thinking, I cannot forgive this person. I cannot forgive these people. Well, when you let your father do it for you and you're totally focused on him during it, you're not going to fall. You're not going to hurt yourself. It's all going to work out. And you will be free from that. And so right now, right now in this room, if there is somebody that you need to forgive and you know without a shadow of a doubt you must do it today, Stand up. You're saying right now there is somebody in your life that you know for a fact that you've got to let them know, hey, I, I, I forgive you. And you know what it's going to do to them? You're like, whoa, what's, why, what, I don't, what, what's happening? You're going to be like, man, I'm just trying to be like Christ. I just want to forgive you, so let's move on. Sit down. Thank you so much for standing. That's awesome. And I do pray that tonight that you will take care of that. 
that you will take care of that forgiveness. If not, if not, I didn't write this. I didn't write, but if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. I didn't write that. Jesus said it. I just read it. And don't come to me after this like, well, what if? Because here's what I'm going to tell you. Forgive them. Well, what if? Forgive them. Well, you don't know what they did. Forgive them. I had parents beat the ever-living out of me my entire life. I did when I was a teenager. And guess what I've done? I've forgiven them. I had a guy at a camp sexually abuse me. Guess what I did? I forgave him. I've had situation, 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 situation that have happened in my life. And guess what I've done? I've had to forgive them. And it's not easy. Those are hard things. But I knew that there's freedom in forgiveness. And so I encourage you to do that. I know you can do it.